and welcome to Somehow I Dad, the podcast about dad life. This is episode 11. I don't know why I said it like that, but this is what episode it is. Uh, joining us today from the great state of Ohio, Gordo. Yellow. <laughs> from Alabama, Tyler Giddens. Hola, senor. Is that red? <laughs> and lastly, from Seattle, TJ Weaver. Jenkins. Welcome to Chick-fil-A. How may I take your order? My name Hi, is welcome to Chili's. Thank and you. I'm Garrett. No, I can't say welcome to Chili's because Tyler's already said welcome to Chili's. I just have but to I say can, But I can say my pleasure. And I just have to say I love how Chili's has embraced that meme. I don't know if you've been to any Chili's recently, but on the walls of Chili's it says, Hi, welcome to Chili's. No way. And I think and I think on their menus it says it as well. And I just have to I just have to appreciate their woke culture of embrace, embracing memes that That's are like crazy. seven years old now. It's, it's fantastic. Timeless. It's like a uh Daniel the White Vans. It's, yeah. it's timeless. Uh, well hey, we've got a great episode in store for you guys. Uh let's get into it. Sorry, I thought I was going to throw up there. I ate dinner and cake really fast. <laughs> it probably didn't help with you chasing it milk. with milk. Exactly. <laughs> milk was a bad choice. Man, this uh, burrito is good, but it sure is filling. It sure is filling. <laughs> Pastor, bark twice if you're in Milwaukee. How are you guys doing? How's, uh, how's dad life for you guys? How's the family? How's, how's life? How's, how's it been going lately? Going good, man. Everything's uh, everything's going good. Outside of getting in a, outside of them getting in a car accident, getting uh, banged up, and everything. I mean, everybody's still here, and yeah, everybody's still happy, man. So yeah, dude, that was good. a that was a crazy like twelve hour, sixteen hours process of <laughs> dude. I was I, I, <laughs> I was so concerned, but. There was like, I am so bad in serious situations. <laughs> so I kept on like, like trying to like send a joke or a gif to like, like, oh, it, like, yeah. it was like, this is not the time. I have nothing to say. I just, I'm I was just for you. <clears throat> Kate and but I that, were just so blown away that there was like so little answers that you guys the day of yeah yeah we're like dude. how in the world is this possible that dude i was in the, the i was in like a, i was in a super important meeting for like a big huge a big huge buyer we were getting on board i was in the meeting with my vp he had just messaged me he goes hey nick can you take this over i'm doing something in the background can you lead this meeting i was like yeah man no worries i'll take i'll take over and then risk keeps calling and my phone keeps ringing i'm like oh my god so like the third time i finally like did a custom text and I was like, I was like in a very important meeting, like, what's up? And she, I was like, is it important? She's like, yes, with like a bunch of exclamation points. I was like, <laughs> oh crap. So I call her back. She's like, we were just in an accident. Mason's face is all bloody. They're screaming. I don't know what's happening. I was like, oh my God. I was like, where are y'all? Where are you guys at? And she's like, we're, um, they were like, do you guys remember that park that was by my house? It's like not across oh. the street, but it's yeah. off Lakeshore and there's like a yeah. basketball court and stuff like that. It was right in front of there. So it's like a mile and a half, I think a mile maybe at most. I don't know what it is, Yeah. but anyways, they were right over there. Well, I sold my car like a month and a half ago 
So I had no way to get there. So I'm like, I go outside and I'm like standing in the driveway and I was like, it was just, it was like that, uh, um, it's like that Travolta meme where he's just like standing there and he's just like looking around, but like nothing's there. Yeah, and he, and I was just like, oh my God, dude, my car, like what the heck, how do I get there? So I grabbed my bicycle and just took off, dude. Like it was the fastest I ever rode. By the time I got to the scene, I couldn't breathe. I was just like, <gasps> my dad's like, you guys need to give him a breathing treatment. I was like, dad, I wasn't even in the accident. Stop, stop, stop. <laughs> and uh, yeah, dude, it was, it was crazy. But when I got up there, it was like, I don't know what took over. It was just like, I just had like this sudden rage against this guy. So yeah, almost got, I mean, uh, and it's definitely, uh, <clears throat> it was, it was a given rage given the fact that he was a pizza delivery man. Just yeah, probably, probably swiping right on Tinder and yeah, dude. And he, dude, and it's, he's it's like, ridiculous. too much I didn't garlic butter so on the after. tires. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> on the steering wheel. Dude, he's like, ah! <laughs> But yeah, dude, he, he, that poor dude, he, his face like bounced off the windshield, didn't have his seatbelt on. So like, he was definitely oh out of it, gosh. but the cop's like, if you say one more word, I'm going to, I'm going to put you in cuffs. And I was like, all right, dude. And so I said something to the cop and like, then I just kind of like froze. I was like, I can't believe I just said that, whatever I said. <laughs> and uh, then he comes over and he like whispered in my ear. He's like, Hey man, I totally, I, I totally would have acted worse if this was my family. He's like, I'm just in uniform. Now forgive me. I was like, "All right, cool, man." But they were all good. We went to the risk got taken by squad, and then uh, the kiddos went with my parents. And yeah, we sat in the ER for three hours and never got seen. So luckily, she had a um, OB appointment the next day. So we're like, "Well, I guess you know we'll find out uh, if everything's okay in the morning." So yeah, everything everything turned out to be okay, man. They just have Riss and um, Riss and Mason got pretty banged up. They have to go to the chiropractor for like six to 10 weeks or something like that. But yeah, man, all things considered, it's definitely one of the scariest things. Like I had so much adrenaline. I went from like zero to a thousand and then riding yeah. my bike there and like getting done with like, a, <laughs> like the, um, riding a mile in like three minutes. I was like, it was just, it was crazy. It was like the most Jeez. adrenaline I felt in a long time. But uh, yeah. yeah, man, I just, I'm just happy that everyone's, everyone's good to go and, and safe. And uh yeah, man, really, really puts things into perspective too. You know, you're like, oh my God, I could have lost my family in like a couple seconds. Now the accident wasn't like that bad. They got rear-ended. They were stopped. The guy was going like 35, 40, probably at most, but still it's like, you yeah, know. That jacks up the bat, so. Oh yeah. Yeah. And then they hit the car in front of them too. So it was like a, one of those things where they're like, Jeez. it flinged around and yeah, Mason's, Mason's spine's like, it's like all freaking twisted and uh, mm. yeah. But anyways, man, that's, that's, that's been my, um, that's been my last couple of weeks been dealing with that stuff, but all things considered, we're good, man. We're good. Life's good. 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 I know we were, I don't, I can't honestly can't remember the last time that Kate and I have prayed that much (laughs) together. I I appreciate it. Yeah. We were, we were praying a ton for you guys and I know, I know all of us were. So I'm really glad that everyone's okay and baby's okay. I mean, that was like. Dude, my heart sunk when you said that they got in a car accident. I was like, dude, like this is. Yeah. It was like, this is not what Gordo needs. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, and especially, and I, and I feel like I had a, I have a a really like a big tenderness to it because I just had a kid, you know? So yeah. To like even have like a thought of like losing a child, like I was like, dude, like this is not, 
Mm-hmm. And it was just like Thank amplified you. too. Yeah. Cause we yeah. had that car accident that we were in like two years ago when she was pregnant with Evie and they're like, Oh, you lost the baby. Like, you know, yeah. so we had like major PTSD from that. And we just kind of was were like, we sat there for three hours and she's like, you know, as a, as a mom, she's like, I want to get back to my other babies. Like, I want to go make sure yeah. that they're all good from that trauma, you know? And, and Evie was, she, I mean, she hardly moved in her car seat, but the boys were pretty, um, well, Mason shaken was up. pretty shaken up. Yeah. I think it was a lot of, uh, emotional, emotional damage for him, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, he always says that. So Mason, you'll appreciate me dropping that about you. On here. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, I appreciate it guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. No problem. Pretty good. Um, so <laughs> I have a story. So the other day, um, <clears throat> we were all in the kitchen and we were eating and I asked her and said, I'm going to go to my room. I said, okay, have fun. And she ran back there to her room and she said, dad, my room's a mess. Can you go pick it up? I said, you drug all those toys out on the floor. I said, you can go pick them up. And she said, uh, fine, I'll go clean it myself. <laughs> I said, all right. <laughs> she said, she comes back down the hallway and she says, dad, I checked my schedule and it says I can't clean my room today. <laughs> oh <laughs> She's three years old. <laughs> and then she walks out of the room and sits on the couch and picks up her iPad and starts watching it. She said, but dad, I said, what? And she said, you know what my schedule does say? <laughs> and I said, what? She said, it says I can play. <laughs> I didn't hey, know man. what to say. I didn't know what to say to this chick. She is three years old. If it's on her schedule, <laughs> shoot. She said, I checked my schedule and it says I can't clean my room. <laughs> like, That's what three year old says that? Where did she learn that? I don't know. <laughs> like, she's coming up with new stuff every day. Today, she was talking about, uh, I was watching this YouTuber and he got arrested in handcuffs. I said, What? What are you watching? <laughs> you watch YouTube kids. What is on there? YouTube cops. <laughs> yeah, YouTube cops. Bluey had a rough day. <laughs> oh, it should be like yeah. cops for kids. <laughs> it's all bluey themed. Sir, have you been uh, drinking milk today? <laughs> I had a couple apple juices. <laughs> That's funny, indeed. That's good stuff. <laughs> dude, she is legitimately three going on 17. Oh my yeah. god. It's so bad. She's adorable. Her uh, baseball photos are super cute, Tyler. <laughs> dude, they're so <laughs> cute. <laughs> I watched. Uh... Oh, go, Tyler. She stood still for approximately 0.2 seconds to take those photos. Like I literally held her in place, let go, ran out of the picture. She took the picture and then she run off. Like he was, it was that fast. Like, it was so hard for all three pictures. It was like a second of stillness. That's funny. And I'm guessing it probably was that way with all of the kids, not just her. It was just her. Oh, really? <laughs> she's wow. the, everybody else. They would stand there for a couple seconds and then they would drift off. But she was like, Snap, and then she's gone. Like instantly just <laughs> gone as fast as she can. <laughs> what did she what did she want to do instead? Uh, anything run. but pictures? Just anything? run away. Yeah. Just run anything away as far as she could. <laughs> anything but stand still. <laughs> yes. And she took the picture with her bat on her shoulder. And instead of holding the bat on her shoulder, she goes, <laughs> just swings it. And I'm standing right beside her. <laughs> she almost takes me out. I was like, no, just stand still. <laughs> Have you seen the video floating around where the little girl comes out with the baseball bat and just swings and hits like her sister in the shins? No. Oh, let's, I'll see if I can find it. It's perfect. Uh, life in the Weaver home has been good. I mean, I can't like there's there's 
just normal kid stuff. Like it's finally gotten to the point where like we can send them outside to go play when they're being crazy, which is beautiful. Um, but I mean, nothing cra- warmer because they're getting older. No, because it's got warm. It's, oh, okay. it's, <laughs> it's it's Seattle. You posted you, know I mean? you posted the picture of of all your kids in the backyard the other day. Was that last night? I think. Or like two nights ago. <clears throat> two nights ago, yeah. And Kate was Kate came over to me and she was like, "Why does it look like TJ has like his whole family over? Like they got like a daycare in their backyard, <laughs> but it's just their kids." <laughs> like, <laughs> it is a daycare. <laughs> it is got so many kids running around. Yeah, I don't know how you guys do it. That's crazy. Four four kids. That's a lot. It's not that bad. Is it true the more you have, the easier it is? Uh, (laughs) Yeah, you got four kids. I mean, like, can't make one to two was fine. Two to three was crazy because all of a sudden you're outnumbered. And then four was like, man, what's another kid? (laughs) I feel like my my thoughts, I mean, I'm only two and a half weeks into this thing. And my thought was already is if we have another kid, like going through the sleep deprivation that we are now while also trying to take care of another child sounds miserable, but it's about to get better. You're two and a half weeks in, right? Yeah. So you, dude, it goes by so two, three weeks till she starts sleep or he starts sleeping through the night. Most dude, it's, it's rough right now. He, so we, so we, the first, like, Two weeks, we slept on the couch because she couldn't even get she couldn't get in and out of bed. So we slept on the couch, um, and we weren't obviously weren't sleeping great because it's the couch and you have to wake up every so often to feed him. Um, but two nights ago, we were like, let's, let's like we haven't slept in bed since we've been home. Like let's try to sleep in bed. Um, and he hasn't really been great with the bassinet, so <clears throat> we're like, this is gonna be rough. So we tried it. And literally we tried like a different swaddle and it was amazing. Like he fell right back, right to sleep in the bassinet and we were able to sleep in bed. However, he has been waking up almost to the minute every two hours from the start of his last feed. So like we are getting a solid hour and a half, maybe hour and 20 minutes of sleep in between his feedings, like consistently through the night. Um, And that sucks. So I'm ready for that to be over. Cause it's like, we're finally getting rest in our bed, but it is like little cat naps through the whole night. And Oh you know, yeah. That's fun. just, that's just where you're at, bro. There's, it's not going to change for a little while. Yeah. It's like that for the first several weeks. And I mean, Ashley just corrected me a minute ago. She said that, uh, there's still two year olds that don't sleep through the night. So uh, your life might be hell for the next three years. So <laughs> good luck. Oh, I hope it's just the next three Jeez. weeks, but Jeez. Until next time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What's what's funny right. though is uh, the knows. first in my well in our family for me and M our first kid was like the biggest tease because Luke slept through the night like right away it was beautiful everything was perfect and we're like this is so easy why do people <laughs> complain and then <laughs> two kids later like I mean each one of them did not sleep through the night. And now Levi is the one who comes in at like two or three in the morning. And goes hi. I'm like <laughs> hi. What the hell? <laughs> Just go to bed. Yeah. yeah. Aspen slept through the night from like the first week. She was sleeping almost till six a.m. Yeah. Like from bedtime to six a.m. She would just sleep. And the doctor told us not to wake her up. So just wish she'll wake up when she's hungry. 
And she'd wake yeah. up at 6 a.m. So every we've day. Heard, we've heard such different things. Like some people are like, they'll wake you up when they're hungry. Like you don't have to worry about it. And then other people are like, no, you have to wake them up every two to three hours to feed them. Never yeah. wake up your kid. Yeah, never. It is a we gift from God. Them. Do not spit in the face of God. Do we so because last night he woke up every two, almost two hours to the minute? We were like, and he slept for like three or four hours at a time throughout the day. We were like, well, maybe if we just wake him up every two hours throughout the day, he'll sleep longer at night. So that's what we're going to try tonight. Hopefully it works. Probably won't, but uh, you know, we're uh, we're shooting our shot anywhere we can find find an open lane. So <laughs> that, is, that is a hope, I guess. That's all you can do. Dude, also, why does Gordo have a hubcap on his wall? He's a civic. Why? Like because he's LS he is a civic. It's a hubcap. Sorry, so probably, a civic, he probably stole it from the Domino's driver. <laughs> probably. It's his trophy. <laughs> this is mine now. Totally my hubcap. Yeah, Oakley did the same thing. She uh, she woke up every two hours until about maybe three weeks ago. So it didn't last too long, but I think alternating those feedings between me and Ashley were like beneficial to sleep. Because yeah, like if, we, you, if you alternate, you get like four hours in a row. We just Kate just introduced uh, a bottle to him today, and he took it well. <clears throat> so it's all about the nipple on the bottle. Like, yeah. and it. What's worse is each kid had a different favorite nipple. So you know how many <laughs> bottles I've bought. Jeez. <laughs> It hurts. Yeah, so hopefully hopefully we'll get it figured out. And I mean, I'm a super light sleeper, so I'm going to wake up even if she tries to take him for a shift. But um, at least I'll be able to hopefully go right back to bed and not have to be up and walking around the house for 40 minutes. See, that that's time. crazy. Yeah. I'm the deepest sleeper of all time. <clears throat> the only things that wake me up are like the sounds of puke. Like a gag, <laughs> I will wake up like that. But... I'm a pretty light sleeper. I've been <clears throat> having him sleep in our room with the bassinet. I wake up almost to every noise. Every babies, little and, sniffle, every yeah, little whimper. Babies make a lot of noise. so They do. <clears throat> it's really cute in the middle of the day, but in the middle of the night, you're like, are you alive? Are you dying? Are you, mm-hmm. yeah. are you choking on spit up? Like, what's going on over here? Yeah. Right. <clears throat> if you watch the video I sent, you got to watch it with sound. Oh I, oh, I hope it's actually a good sound. Oh! <laughs> oh. <laughs> I was expecting that to be like a like a inflatable bat, not a no. not a real metal bat. <laughs> Jeez. Dude, she hit a dinger with yeah, that. Dude. Oh I my know. gosh. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. But yeah, life's been good other than that. Just figuring out sleeping rhythms and routines and trying to figure out how to... I'm really interested to see what what life's going to be like going back to work. Um, I've been meaning to to ask you guys about that, is how how do you... I mean, Tyler, you're probably... I don't know. You haven't gone back yet, have you? Or do you go back tomorrow? Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Um, so next podcast we can talk about that I was like I was was like I I feel okay right now like I feel like I'm finally kind of getting into the rhythms a little bit Um, today was a rough day but like I feel like I'm getting into the rhythms a little bit but I'm worried about going back to work like working a full day and that 
having to come home and not get sleep? Like how you guys adjusted to that or any tips for that or I don't know. I'm, I'm interested to see how that goes. I never took that much time off on any of our kids. Um, yeah, but, you that's, that. but that's also the benefit of like um, my like we live perfectly between my mom and my mother-in-law. So honestly, I wasn't needed. Mm-hmm. And until see i've been with my company eight years this year so the last two kids were born under that but my wife was like super like super my wife is super woman so like literally as long as i was there for her when she needed me she had the kids handled mm-hmm. you know what i mean like i yeah. just needed to be um Present for her. Not so much even in like the dad role is definitely I was more of a like a husband than a father in those moments. For sure. But that's the again, that's each to each his own. I know Alex did the same thing, I think, where he was he didn't take much time off. He was working as long as he was there to keep the kitchen clean or bring food home or uh, watch the baby while the wife took a shower to get the smell of spit up off her clothes and off her skin. You know. Let's let's dive into that. What do you? I know TJ, you you wanted for us to talk about that this week, and I think it's a great topic. What what are your guys' thoughts on <clears throat> technology and parenting? What are some things that you you've noticed with your kids that you want to implement that you didn't implement that you wish you did or just anything all encompassing technology. How do you guys as parents kind of handle that um, in a day and age where technology is everything? I am totally fine with my kids having their little Kindle tablets and stuff. Like they watch it. Um, My biggest like uh, gauge on it is can they play without technology? Do they still have a good imagination? Are they just as fun when they're playing with their army men or their Barbies or their dollhouses and stuff? Mm -hmm. Um, And we definitely do like we're taking breaks from the pads. Go outside, go play, uh, go play in your rooms without it. Um, But my current what I am more paranoid about is the subtle indoctrination I, I don't know how to say it nicer than that is the content in some of the shows that i'm like mm-hmm. let's just go back to dexter's lab and jimmy neutron veggie oh god veggie tales oh god. where lab, you know though. where there wasn't any of that like societal innuendo getting subliminal put, messaging and yeah and i mean Luke has gotten to the age, he's eight now, where he's like watching YouTube videos on like in the kids' YouTube app. Yeah. Watching people play like Minecraft or Fall Guys and stuff like that. And I'm fine with it. But then some of the like the ads that come in, I'm very much not okay with. Yeah. Or some of the suggested videos where like um this was a, a Gordo moment, uh, where um uh, like we're Luke, uh, like I take their pads because they don't have pads after dinner on school nights. Um, 
so they get a good night's sleep. But like I take it away and like I plug them in and if you plug in a Kindle, they always power up. Like and it's just last thing. And like Luke was watching this Minecraft thing, but then in the bottom like recommended videos is like SCPs. Like which I don't know if you guys know what those are. It's like um I do not urban legendy kind of things like mysterious creatures and stuff like that. <laughs> and it's Gordo's side pod side podcast. <laughs> oh no, it's literally like not uh, not some of it is kind of mildly occult like thinking about like possessed objects and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, other was just like kind of like horror movie stuff. I'm like yeah, this is SCP-063 for kids. But that's not a kid-friendly topic in my world. <clears throat> yeah. So, it's just, it's not so much the technology that I have a problem with. It's how to uh, control the content coming in. For sure. Because I feel like societally, it is not easy for parents to have a good grasp on what their kids can access. It's, it's dang near impossible. Exactly. With with everything that's going on. I mean, um, the majority of the time your, your kids are on their tablets so that you can get stuff done around the house or you can do other stuff. So it's, and essentially it's kind of a way for you to not have to keep an eye on them, but it's it's electronic babysitting. Yeah, it is, but it's almost gotten to the point now where it's like you almost have to keep an eye on them or at least kind of peek an eye over the shoulder every every yeah. once in a while to make sure that the content they're watching is okay. And Yeah, and even in the good shows, like there's stuff that I have disagreed with in shows that I'm like, yeah. this is a really solid show until this episode. And now, why does it matter? Like where, what does this have any point in the development of my child. Yeah. And then on the flip side, there's kid shows that are freaking awesome. That, like my kids have learned a lot of stuff from. Like mm-hmm. Little Einsteins, Bluey, um, Daniel Tiger's Neighborhood, stuff like that. All good shows. Yeah. But then all of a sudden they'll slip in this episode where I'm like, why are we talking about climate change on a kid show? <laughs> right, like it matters anyway. Yeah, they exactly. usually start talking about chemtrails on kids' shows. Oh, <laughs> but Gordo, I saw one today. I almost sent it to you. That it, it was. I didn't. Uh, you. It, I'm offended. I. There's a lot of things. If you think that of I don't me, wanna... don't send it to me. Unbelievable. <laughs> Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I don't want you to come get to the opinion that it's like, oh, here's TJ sending me his wacky videos. I'm his one. No, wacky that's, how I, that's how I feel about Tyler. No, you're good. Tyler. <laughs> no, I'm but, just kidding. No. Tyler, used to always, Tyler, Tyler used to always send me TikTok. I'd be like, Tyler, I don't have TikTok. And you just, you just keep sending me TikToks. And uh, Wait, do you not see any of the TikToks I send you? No, eventually Tyler broke me after like six months of sending me TikToks every day, breakfast, <laughs> lunch, and dinner. I was like, you know what? I got to start watching some of these. I just hate, like, I don't have TikTok. I never will, even though it's probably the most trusted app right now. Shout out China. Um, I, <laughs> I hate that it pops up a video 
after I watch a video. Like I cannot stay, I can't close my browser fast enough. Like it's brought up so many sus videos where Bristol just be like, look at me like that. And I'm like, I'm like, no, 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 this is something Tyler sent me. But like, why is Tyler sending you that? I'm like, he's not. It was a video that played after. I got so sick of yeah. explaining myself that I was like, all right, not watching. But this. if you so have, anyways, that was a side trail. Oh. You have TikTok do that. It doesn't Correct. do that if you have TikTok because you have your own custom for you. Oh, it's like that the, makes sense because every time, every time of like you pay every time the extra I watch dollars. Every time I watch a TikTok that you guys send me, it always autoplays some video afterwards. And I knew I do exactly what Gordo does. Like I, I almost try to like, like time the end of the video yeah. to close my tab as the video is ending so that it doesn't come up with some like, crazy video afterwards. Dude, it's That's always like, something terrible. It's always it's, it's like, always something like, sex- it's always yeah. something the camera. Sick. It's always yeah. something sexually related. There's always some yeah. loud moaning going on and I'm not I'm not here for that. That's it. why yeah. I deleted Instagram. I was like, I'm not even like, I'm not even having that temptation on Instagram. I'm like, I'll get rid of this. So then, yeah, then all the TikToks that everybody sends me, I'm like, oh my God, I'm like rapid fire clicking off. Like, get out of here. <laughs> It'd be like something difficult to some girl's butt. I'm like, no, <laughs> we're good. Instagram is very similar, um, but it's like it's worse. Terrible. So it if is. you watch like 10 videos of something, it's automatically going to be in your uh, yeah, little real page, and it's just full. And then you can't watch anything else to get rid of it. Like you gotta watch twenty videos and something else to get rid of that. And then thirty it's videos. It's the worst. It's, it's like, awful. Yeah, it's terrible. But all that to say, back to the the first thing they were talking about: how there are these radar sites in Arizona that control the weather. There are. And- Next rads. I just sent that to Gordo before the podcast started. Are you serious? <laughs> yes. <laughs> see, I'll send it to you. Why do I send it? See, that's why I didn't send it to you because Tyler had me covered. Yeah, dude, they got them in Alaska. They got them actually probably pretty close to you, TJ, too. I think they have them in British Columbia. Um, but yeah, don't even get me started. Don't even, don't. I'm too tired. <laughs> to a rabbit trail. Like meteorological. Yeah, like a conspiracy like, guy, dude. I don't even leave my house. <laughs> That's the one. That is the one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Where they're like showing like Doppler footage of um, like all these storms that start over these yeah. radar dishes. They all start from the same spot. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good segue into technology, though. TikTok. Tyler, how do you guys <clears throat> handle technology? So it's tough. Um, usually, uh, I don't think we necessarily limit it to a certain amount of minutes or hours per day. Uh, it's she always gets to watch it before bed. So like when we're laying her down, trying to get her relaxed to go to sleep, we'll let her watch it, but we'll, we'll let her know, Hey, you've got 20 minutes left. You got 10 minutes left. You got five minutes left, three minutes left, yeah. one minute left. And we'll just kind of count it down. So she knows it. And we're not just like snatching it from her. Yeah. Um, that's how we treat nighttime. Um, Cause that becomes a fight. And then you've yes. lost all the good progress you've made. Yes, because then she's screaming and she's up and her heart rate's up. It's it's ridiculous. But if you time it, she's fine. Like tonight, I yeah. did it. She didn't even want to go to sleep. But I said, you got one minute. And then I said, lock your tablet. Yeah. She said, okay. Then she locked it. Um, but throughout the day, um, we haven't gotten to the point to where it's a problem. So we haven't addressed it. Like she usually watches it when she wants to. But yeah. she's a pretty active kid. So she likes to do stuff rather than watch her tablet. So she yeah. watches it while she eats lunch or whatever, 20 minutes, and then she goes and plays. Or it's just she's playing not- in the background, and she's not even watching it. Yeah, That happens a lot in our home, too. And where I'm like, why do done. I hear so many pads going? And they're like, you are watching it. They're yeah. all at full volume, too. <laughs> uh, there's a pet peeve of mine. 
I tell them all the time, if you are downstairs, half volume. Yeah. Yeah, we keep hers down. She's pretty good about that. But like, we need to get something done. We're like, hey, you want to go watch your iPad? Sure. <laughs> She'll go sit on the couch and watch her iPad. <laughs> yeah. um, she'd rather watch it on her iPad than she would the TV. Because she can control YouTube kids and click on the video right. she wants to watch. She loves it. So and I don't I think also, it's a problem. I don't think it's a problem. And I, my goal is not to be a stick in the mud. Because yeah. technology is out there. And eventually I'm going to be the old guy who's calling his kids to have them help me with my technology. <laughs> I know it. But, <laughs> but it's just, it's tough. Like, I hate that there are people out there who try to sneak in stuff into, like, the kids' YouTubes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm terrified of that. Because believing in the spiritual... I don't want something spiritually super dark that my kids are going to watch. Yeah. There's a lot of like, I remember a few years ago, there was this thing going around too, where people would upload a kid's video that, you know, it's 10, 20 minutes long, but in the middle of the video would be a cut of them, like telling kids to do like awful things. Yeah. Like I remember, I remember a few years ago hearing about one about like this, this guy had in the middle of videos was like telling kids that in the middle of the night, they need to walk down to their kitchen and turn the oven on and uh, just leave the oven on in the night. And like awful things that could lead to people getting injured or even dying because these kids then, and they're in the video. They're like, Hey, like we have a secret mission for you. Like you can't tell your parents, you can't tell anyone like you're a secret agent and you need to do this. And the kids are, you know, they're believing it. And um, you know, there's awful, evil people out there that just want to do awful things and see the world burn because they think it's fun. And that's what scares me more. It's not that my kids would ever search something out mm-hmm. at, at this age. It's more the at what is age, the world the, trying to put into my kids? Well, that's the right. thing, man. As the algorithm, I mean, that's like going back to Instagram. Like as an adult male, like the algorithm tries to show me half naked women, right? And so, like the algorithm yeah. for kids. It's the same thing. I mean, not to get too deep, but we know who the prince of the power of the air is. So it's like, if you think about it, you break it down. Like, and I'm not saying, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying everything on the internet is satanic, but it really is a tool that can be used for pretty bad stuff or pretty good stuff, you know? And, and yeah. I think that, I, I mean, they, you just look around and everything, everything, um, everything's just targeting our kids right now. I mean, it's really targeting the next generation and I feel like it's progressively gotten worse. You know, our grandparents and then our parents were subjected to the things on TV and, and I say programming, but that's what they call TV is, is the programming that they put on it when in reality it technically is programming in a sense. But anyways, then, then we have our generation, you know, we grew up with these like innocent cartoons. Like we talk about Dexter's lab and stuff like that, but even those, like I've seen clips of that, like, Oh my God, now as an adult, seeing things that they threw in those cartoons. And then now you have it where it's like, I mean, it's 10 times worse with our kiddos, you know, and, and, and our boys, like I just tell them all the time, I'm like, when you guys are on YouTube and I, I trust them, like I know that, you know, they're at the age where we've been able to teach them, like, here's, here's things that you don't do, here's things that you don't search out, you know. But they have told me times where they have seen videos like that Garrett, where there was things that came up, you know, and then this whole thing with Mr. Beast right now with, 
one of the, I mean, that they love Mr. Beast, you know, like they love his channel. And then all of a sudden yeah. you got these, you know, and I wouldn't even get into it for the sake of not getting our podcast taken off air, but like you all <laughs> probably have seen the, the controversy of Mr. Beast and stuff like that. And it's just, I honestly, I honestly haven't. Oh, really? You want me to? No, and I'm, just, okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm a, I'm prior to what you're about to tell me, I'm a pretty big Mr. Beast fan. So, well, I mean, well yeah. What, what's kind of going on? Well, it was just interesting. One of the guys, Chris, uh, came out as transgender and not, it's, it's, it's not only that, but he literally quoted a, a Bible verse that the Legion of Demons quoted. And like, I know people are like, oh, nice. it could have just been, it could have just been whatever, but he literally said we are Legion. And like, I was like, whoa. So it gets, it's, it's a lot darker and people want to write that stuff okay. off and so be like, not, Oh no, it's not anything nothing. with, it's not anything with Jimmy. It's just like part of it. <laughs> no, 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 no. Weird about it the whole time. Like while Chris is in the videos, he's just kind of, he's kind of weird the whole time. Yeah. Like, you can it's tell just, he's like super uncomfortable, but he doesn't know what to do. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't it's know what to position. do because he doesn't, he can't, I mean, he's, he's faced <laughs> with that on the flip side though. I, I don't know the name of the guy, but he got baptized. One of the guys from Mr. Beast got baptized. Um, Tyler, do you know his name? Chandler? Chandler. Okay. That's an Alabama name. That's why you know that. Um, <laughs> Chandler. So Chandler. Yeah. Chandler. Chandler Moore. Yeah. Okay. Chandler. That's not in Boston, he Garrett. Chandler. <laughs> Chandler. Chandler. Have you Chandler. played with Mike again? He's been playing with Mike. <laughs> I did play with Unreal. Mike last week. <laughs> That's it. There it is. He'll <laughs> play with Mike, but he won't play with me. Imagine that. <laughs> oh my god. That's because this that, is my last that. podcast, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. No, but I, I think you know, with the with the boys, like we're definitely like Riss and I say all the time. We're like, like man, because we we have control over their phones. We have that Google. We link it through Google because they have they have both have Androids, so like we can control what they. Uh, what they search up, everything like that. Like we can see pretty much mm -hmm. everything and, and, you know, they leave their phones at home and, and risk goes through them and make sure that there's nothing, you know, nothing too crazy on there. But um, yeah, there's definitely been times that we had to correct them. Like, Hey, you know, I'm like, guys, maybe we should probably stay away from watching Mr. Beast for a while. But not only that, like taking the time to explain again, what we believe and kind of reiterate that yeah. Um, yeah. and not letting them make their own decision, but letting them, like, I don't know how to word it. It's not, it's not like we're like, Hey guys, here's what we believe, but go out and do anything that you want. It's like, here, what we, here's what we believe. But I think in order for you to come to believe the same things, like you have to go through that and make the decision to believe that. Mm -hmm. So like, you have to make the decision not to watch that or not make the decision yeah. not to watch yeah. that. You know, obviously there's going to be consequences, but like you have to make that decision. Like, do I want to follow Jesus? Is this right? Is this something I want to put in my mind? Um, so that's kind of the approach that we take with them because we've kind of done, I mean, we, we started having, you know, we had the boys when we were freshly 20. So like we were learning as we were going. And then with Evie, yeah. honestly, like we started getting off on a bad foot with screen time, like a lot of Cocomel and a lot of Bluey. Um, and then something really, really, really freaking weird happened. She is terrified of Twinkle Twinkle Little Star. I mean, absolute, like, <laughs> like a just a crazy scream like freaks out it's the craziest thing and i don't know why it's like it was in coco melon and anytime anytime uh twinkle twinkle little star came on she would like freak out so then Riss and i were like all right well she's young enough that 
we'll just turn the TV off and read books. So that's what we've done with mm-hmm. her, honestly. And like, she's cute because the only thing that she does is she'll like walk around with Riss's phone all day. And she'll like take selfies of herself accidentally, like <laughs> pictures of her little toes and different things like that, just by pressing the camera button like rapidly. But all around, like we've gotten her pretty much, I mean, she doesn't watch anything. She she sat and watched The Office with us tonight, but like outside <laughs> of that, she has no craving for that stuff. And honestly, like I'm not going to give her my iPad or my phone and turn on YouTube because I think that was mm-hmm. like, I don't want to say a mistake because I'm not being judgmental towards other parents, but it was something that we we definitely utilized to our advantage when the boys were young to the point where they're like, we need to get on YouTube or we need to have screen time or whatever. And it's not that it's, I want to limit. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. It's also tough I, I, as as a dad or as a uh, a man, I would say as men, we are very visual. So the draw of technology and screens will always be stronger on the boys yeah. than it is the girls. Because I even see that like that boy, girl, girl, boy. The boys love their pads. They're watching Power Rangers and Lego stuff. And the girls are making homes in their, their dollhouse. Yeah. Playing using their pads to play music in the background. And that's like where I've cultivated their worship music love. Like they'll go in and have Alexa play like worship, like elevation. Like they know what elevation is. I know. Mm-hmm. But I, it, the gender, like that fundamental, like guys being visual, I see it in the boys a lot. Yeah. yeah. And like I've always been like a lover of like, screen time video games growing up it was the gamecube playing the 64 my game boy i loved a screen where my sister was reading books and listening to music and i see that a lot in my daughters Hmm. where they are less about like they love their pad time they watch shows and stuff like that but it's definitely a male predisposition to, to uh <clears throat> chase the visual I, I, is the best way yeah. I can say it. And, and, and uh, I, I, I see it and I'm partially uh, like I'm terrified slightly. We go to the whole like um, not I don't want to call it a generational but like the uh, the sins of the father to the mm-hmm. kids and that terrifies Gener- me. Generational curses. See, I didn't want to say it like that, but yes, exactly. Where I know what I struggled with. And I, I think, I think that was a, that's kind of like, I mean, I, because I don't, my kid's not old enough where we have to worry about screen time. Like that's kind of where my mind automatically goes is like, where did, where in my life has technology really screwed me up? Yeah, exactly. And it's a hundred percent pornography. And yeah, and I, I, I was I was interested to see Gordo kind of your response on this because I know your kids are older and I mean one of you are they both in middle school or sixth and fifth grade or I mean I know they're like uh, close to sixth and fourth yeah sixth and fourth so I mean <clears throat> I I was introduced to pornography when I was in fourth grade so I mean <clears throat> how do you how do you as as a parent of two kind yeah. of middle school middle school boys kind of operate that and kind of and where society is trying to make it so 
accessible and so I mean as yeah I mean as we get as we get older and as time goes on it's easier and easier to to stumble across that stuff and that's a good question I was, yeah. I was, I was really interested to see how how you guys kind of handle that and yeah um well if, you, if you're comfortable talking about that no 100 percent, man yeah 100 percent. i was actually i was that was it's funny you brought that up because i was gonna i was gonna transition to that next but um no, I mean, I was addicted to it from the time I was 12 till the time I was 28. So, you know, I'm very open about that because I think it's something that, um, I think it's very damaging to men, no matter what the age. And, you know, yeah. I, I think it's damaging to, you know, our mindset and growth and, and different things like that. So really how I navigate that, and I've, I've tried it a bunch of different ways, but like I said, we have, we have the connections on their, on their phones so that they can't do certain things, um, so, you know, I trust them in that regard. Um, also, like I said, Riss is, is constantly checking their phones and stuff like that. And we haven't seen anything like pop up or anything, mm-hmm. you know, that was like alarming or anything like that. Um, it's definitely, it's right now, like it's, it's so much, it's so much easier to access and it's so much more downplayed in society that it's normal because it's on the TV, it's on commercials, yeah. it's on yeah. pictures on the internet. I mean, it's it's really become a point where it's like even as a even as a guy, like you can almost justify it because it's normal now. <laughs> like you yeah. know, so I yeah. I don't want them to ever feel like this is a normal thing or to look at women, you know, in in that regard. Um, and. So really one of the biggest things that I think outside of all of like the typical police parenting and stuff like that is really, um, I think spending quality time with them, you know, and like, and I think back mm-hmm. on the vulnerable moments that I had when I was 12, 13, 14 years old. And those vulnerable moments were really times that, um, and this is no fault to my dad whatsoever, but those vulnerable times were when times that I was alone and just, you know, just kind of bored, you know? So I think that's yeah. something that I've been doing with that is like, you know, we've been trying to, outside of tonight, we've been trying to like, you know, wind down the last couple hours of the night with just watching like a documentary or something together and just really mm-hmm. taking that whole, you know, them falling asleep on the couch and then getting them in bed versus them sitting on their phones and scrolling around before bed, you know, like it really yeah. just trying to like pour into them. Um, and not only that, but really just trying to pour in like a biblical foundation. I mean, you know, I, I've started having them read this book called understanding Jesus. It just talks about like, you know, it just takes the cultural view of back then and, and, uh, helps you better understand Jesus and his actions based on the the culture 2000 years ago. So just mm-hmm. trying to do things like that. And again, like those aren't bulletproof methods. I think that a lot of it rides on, Hey, I will do everything that the Holy spirit whispers to me to, to do in that regard, to save them yeah. from that, that, you know, baggage that I held on to. Um, mm-hmm. And then, like TJ said, you know, I've thought a lot about that. I've studied iniquity and transgressions, which really can fall into generational. Um, you know, iniquity is like something that's like inside you, or transgression. It's like something that you continuously do over and over again, and yeah. and those can definitely be passed down from from generation to generation. And um, yeah. you know, my dad shared with me. He's like, dude, that like when we, I mean, my, my dad and I didn't come clean to each other until like. I mean, literally, it's probably like a year or two ago at at the at the furthest um, that we both struggled with that as as men, and so that's mm-hmm. something that like cutting that out in our in in my life and my dad's life and us being like free from that really just 
helps us pour yeah. into this next generation. Like, hey guys, like this is something you don't want to deal with. You don't want to mess with. You know, you um, even taking it as far as like, hey, like you guys, it, it is something very precious that you will want to save till <clears throat> marriage, even when you find that right. You know, like stemming into those talks and different things like that. And and um, yeah, so I, I really think that quality time with them and just and and having just taking that temptation away by like having them utilize other means to fall asleep. And mm-hmm. so that's really, you know, that's definitely been something that's been on mine and Marissa's mind as they get older, you know, Dom is 12 now. And I, I just couldn't even imagine that, you know, that's, that's when it's, that's when the addiction started for me. And it's like, yeah, um, you know, any, anything that I can do to protect them from that, that baggage that I had for many years and, and, uh, you know, save possibly their future wives from having to deal with deal what with I put that. Marissa through. You know, I, yeah. we, we talked about it the other that day. Was, yeah. That was one of the hardest things I've had to do mm-hmm. um, was, and it was funny enough. It was, I mean, it was within weeks of Kate and I quote unquote dating. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I remember exactly where we were. We were at Panera on East State Street. Or on on Perryville, and she we just sit down and talked about what dating would look like for us, and you know, kind of what our and what my intentions were, what her intentions were, and what it was going to look like for us. And <clears throat> I remember she asked me, "Do you do you watch pornography or have you watched pornography?" And like it was one of the hardest conversations we've ever had to had. Because I mean, even I mean, I knew early on in Kate and I's dating relationship that I wanted to marry her, and to be and to look <clears throat> what I thought and what was uh, my wife in the eyes and say, "Yeah, like I did," um, and I'm working really hard to stop. Um, was one of the hardest things I had to do, and and it put her through a lot, and put and even early on, I mean, it was a lot for her to process and a lot for her to kind of work through as well. And I don't, I don't ever want my kids to have to have that conversation. And I know it's like one of the biggest uphill battles in the world is to try to fight, to try to keep your kids away from that because it almost seems like every single guy on the planet deals with it at some point. And yeah. Well, I think we all think, do. And I think that's the honest conversation, you know, is like, is yeah. having that conversation. Like you guys are going to have these feelings. It's, it's natural. Like that's how God wired us is to want to have sexual relations. I mean, it, yeah. it, it's, it's a desire, you know, in all men. And, and I agree with you, man. Like, like 28 was that breaking point, you know, when, when my wife was, and she was, she was, she was leaving me. She already had planned to, cause this is something that she knew that I dealt with early on. Like we, we, mm-hmm. We discuss, same type of thing, you know, she asked me the same thing, not when we started dating, but like probably like 14, 15, she started getting privy to my, you know, sneakiness around that area. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, I probably told her a dozen times and I did, and I genuinely thought that I quit, you know, and then and, and, and mm-hmm. it crept back in and it just became something that I dealt with. And, you know, I think there's a heavy demonic presence around it because it's like Absolutely. every time you, every time you get rid of it, you know, the Bible talks about how basically the demons go out and they get more and they keep tempting you more and more and more. It gets harder every yeah. time, you know? Yep. Yeah. And uh, man, I was just, I just told her the other day, I was like, I was like basically on the verge of tears because we, we started talking about it again. It's, 
it stemmed from an argument we had and then uh, you know she not not to like air our air our arguments but she had brought up something in in those regards and i was just like and and it was more so of like you know our argument got to the point where and, and these are very rare these happen like once every five years when the moon's like <laughs> half full or whatever i don't know she's pregnant. when goat man's on the prowl. yeah when goat man's out but when goat man's got a up. glock running through the neighborhood yeah yeah <laughs> and she brought it up and i and i asked her i was like i was like like Chris, did have you forgiven me of that because like i want you to know it's it that is the most pain that i've ever put anybody through and seeing you go through that was like the most hurtful time in my life like not not mean mm-hmm. i'm not trying to play the victim but i was just telling yeah, her like, no like i'm i'm however many i'll be 32 this year so five years removed from that about in like it's still I still regret it. Like if I could take one thing back, that's the only mistake I would change because it, it like, Mm -hmm. you know, it didn't, it didn't do anything. It's not like a mistake that we learned from. And then we moved on because I've made a lot of mistakes and those ones I'm like, okay, I'm actually kind of happy that I missed because I learned from it. That one though, it's, it's not, it's like, I wish I could take those. There's no redeeming. There's no good. There's no good that comes from it. There's no redeeming qualities. The thing that I really want to train my kids because uh, it's it was and I would say this is only like in the past three years of how important it is to take captive those thoughts mm. like the, the like you read about it in the Bible and then the power of when you have that sinful thought come through and say no that's not of you that's mm-hmm. not who I want to be that's not of God that's not not what I want to be the power yeah. that that has yeah like of all yeah. the the quitting this and I'm good I'm done with it in my world and and this is not talking for you guys in my experience all of those were so very fruitful because <clears throat> I was doing it out of my own strength yeah but the yeah. power that came from you get that thought and you're like no that's not of God I'm a man of God that is not what a man of God does I'm not going to yeah. think about it because almost everything that I have struggled with strongly in my life has been the thought the entertaining of the thought, then the dwelling on the thought and then acting out the thought, you know? So if you nip it in the butt at that start where it comes in, you're like, Nope, that's not me. I'm not doing it. Like the power of that, at least, at least for me, I saw a huge, uh, a bolster to like my, my spiritual strength, so to speak. And it wasn't one of those, like, I, I, I'm not casting myself at God's feet to pray. It's more like taking the authority over the, the, the thoughts. Because, sure. I mean, the, the one that got me, I think my pastor talked about it, is that the devil can't see your, what's in your heart, but he can put things in your brain. Hmm. Like when you're redeemed, your heart's been washed clean. Like mm-hmm. you are before God, you're blameless, and He owns your heart, but your brain is still fully wired to the flesh. Yeah. yeah. And so, like, it's do you let that your sinful man, your your natural, like I would say, as I'm, this is going to sound really bad, the desire to watch porn and stuff like that is very natural. That's yeah. why it's so easy in society. Yeah. Yeah. To resist that is spiritual. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the temptations are not spiritual 
so to speak. They're not of your spirit, your God man. Mm-hmm. They are of your physical man, your brain. Yeah. And that's where taking those, like letting your spirit overcome your flesh is so hugely important. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. It's, I don't know. I don't know about you guys too, but I was, I was definitely a grace abuser for quite a while too. Like, Oh, this is just one last time. And then I know God will forgive me, you know? And then Mm -hmm. like that spiraled into that was probably many of the later years of it is like, Oh, it's, it's okay. Cause God will forgive me. But yeah, man, the, the regret in the, the, how I'd feel the next day and just like, you know, counting down like, okay, well that was the last time. And then again, mm-hmm. it would happen. It's like, that's the last time. And it's like, it never ends. It never, ever, never, ever, ever ends. And I mean, we could even, we could go into it further and we could, <laughs> but I won't, but we could talk about like, I, I mean, there, to, to, there was times where like, I'd wake up in the middle of the night and I don't know if it's like sleep paralysis or what, but it literally felt like there was like a, some type of female demonic entity in my room constantly tormenting me. Like, you know, I'd wake up and I don't know if it was in a dream and I'd just like wake up, but just like this laughing, like this evil woman laughter. Like there was so much darkness that surrounded the whole, you know, the whole act of, of doing that, that just like, it got to a point where it's like, I, like I, physically can't handle the darkness that comes over me and that comes into my house after I do yeah. this. Like, you know, I, I, I literally, and I was so, I was so grateful because I prayed. I was like, God, I'll never, I'll never be free from this unless I'm caught. Like that's, that's the plain and simple truth. And it was like a week later, you know, I, I was caught and it was like, even though it was the most hurtful time for my wife, it was like the most freeing time because I just knew I was like, no matter what happens, like I know I'm free of it. And then just walk, like what TJ said, like walking in that, like, like, you know, the, the thoughts are always going to pop in our head, you know, they're, they're going to pop in our head, but it's like what we do with those thoughts. It's like mm-hmm. our love of exactly. God has to be so much more powerful than our love for the flesh and to please the flesh. Yeah. And it's like, man, yep. You know, the, the more you deny the flesh, it's, and it's crazy too, because it, it's, it is very spiritual. The more you deny the flesh, the closer to the father you get. And then the more you give into the flesh, it's like the closer you get, like I said, to like this, this spirit that was over my house that was just like taunting me and haunting me. It was just like you know, the closer, the, the closer I'd get to the darkness as I would continue in the sin. And I think it goes, yep. I think that goes for any sin, you know, any type of addiction. It's like, the more we re- the more we resist that temptation the stronger we get you know in in Christ and the more we give in it's like it just yeah. takes us further and further and further until we just you know until there's nothing left and i think that's what it really means when the bible talks about like sin leads to death and it's talking about the spiritual death because we can get to a point where like we kill our spirit in this life but you know in the next life if we go to hell that's that's it leads to that as well. It leads to that spiritual death. So it's yeah. Well, and yeah. conversely, the the more in tune to the spirit you get, the less hold your your physical, earthly, sinful man. Yeah. And I, I it, it was weird. And this is not in a ju- like I wasn't a grace abuser. It was the uh, like I was tired of living in the shame. You know, like where I felt like I couldn't even pray for God or pray to God because of how much baggage I had. Like in, I feel like that's another flip side of that disconnection from God. Like some people like it, it will make you harden to God 
and do the uh, uh, oh he'll forgive me and then others it'll just be like God doesn't want to talk to me and that's a different kind of spiritual attack against you like I am so unworthy that who am I to even go before God to even ask for help yeah yeah so my uh, worship leader on Sunday talked about it was based off a sermon from the week before but it was he's the pastor said, and then our the worship leader went more into it was what if you had as much trust in God as you have trust in gravity? Like every step you take, you know you're not gonna float off into outer space. Yeah. What if your your spiritual walk was like that? That every uh, into the firmament, sorry. Um Thank you. the the, <laughs> uh, the other heaven. <laughs> The, the second the, heaven. What is that? The, the second heaven. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. There's no such thing as space. Um, There's not. But but there was uh that was a challenge for me, and that's I, yeah. I'm just gonna keep going. Um, no, keep going. <laughs> but that's what last ceiling. What I want to talk to my kids <laughs> or encourage my kids is that foundational, like God's got you. Like, and if you can trust God, like we go, she went to that verse about like, if he clothes the sparrows and gives them food and everything, how much more will I take care of you? Mm -hmm. Like how much more should you be able to trust in like bigger things? If like you trust gravity, like you're not going to just step off and float off into the firmament. I think the reason why is, uh, if you trusted God as much as you trust gravity, I mean, you know, gravity is there. Like without a doubt, gravity is there holding you down. It's without a doubt. It's a fact that it's holding you down. I think that's the difference between like faith and knowledge. Like faith is the evidence. Faith is the, uh, the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. So it's something that you don't know, which is something that you believe. Mm-hmm. I think that's the difference between faith and something that you know. Yeah, and, yeah. and it wouldn't be faith the size of a mustard seed if you didn't, if you knew it. Like if you knew it, you couldn't have faith. It's just yeah. That. Which is why I always think the uh, uh, the story of doubting Thomas. I always read the Bible and I'm like, why is that story in there? Like, why does that? What part of that? Like, doubting Thomas saw these things and still doubted, and then he goes, unless I see the holes in his hands and the hole in his side, I'm not going to believe. And Jesus comes up to him and is like, how about you? Uh, like, here they are. And I, I, I love that story. So, and not just because my name is Thomas. I, I, but I, <laughs> yeah, I, can, I, I connect with that because I am often one of those like very logical. If I can't see it, it's not there. Mm-hmm. You know? And I love that story because if in my doubts, like God has the ability and has at times like literally just like come over, slap me in the face and be like, Hey, <laughs> listen up, stupid. Yeah. Here I am. 100%. Like, and I love those. Like I love reading back through the Bible again right now is, is been very, um, I keep on catching little things where I'm like, I know I've read this before, but it meant nothing at the time. And that's why that story's in there. Yeah. So we kind of got off technology there. No, I, I think bringing it back to technology, I think it's, it's how can we as parents set our kids up for success? 
Um, and, it, and I mean, that's kind of your job as a parent as a whole, but it, when it pertains to technology is what can we do with the technology that our kids have in their hands to set them up for success? And um, when it comes to stuff like pornography or even like, I think back of the damaging conversations I had in middle school when I had like my phone in my room late at night, you know, um, because I was trying to talk to girls or getting in fights with people. Um, like how can we, as how can we, how can I as a parent set my kid up for success and not have him have to fight those same battles that I fought and try to talk him through that stuff instead. Um, and I, and one of the things that I've strongly considered is not once he has a phone, not letting him keep it with him in his room at night. And yeah, you know, you can charge, you can charge your phone in the kitchen. You can charge your phone in mommy and daddy's room. Um, I'm uh, highly considering doing the, the Wi-Fi off to specific devices at night. Yeah. I know, I know Disney has a app that can do that. I think, or like a router. Do we trust Um, Disney? I don't think we trust Disney. I I don't know. We don't, subject, but, we don't trust the subject, but we don't trust gravity but, or gravity. <laughs> <laughs> but, gravity is um, a fact. Anyway, sorry. And like, I've, I've, I've like, like you and, and just giving him like a physical alarm clock instead of having a phone. Um, and just kind of trying to eliminate those temptations as much as possible. And, yeah. um, I mean this, I mean this conversation about technology could go on for forever. Cause I mean, but I, I we're pretty focused on kind of where our kids are at now and a little bit into the future, but I mean, even when you get to social media and stuff like that, like yeah. that's a whole nother ball. Well, Cause game. we can only, uh, honestly, we can only shield them from what we have struggled with. Yeah. You know, like I don't know what's going to be in five years. I know what I struggled with when I was 10, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, like, you know, but everything changes as time progresses and I, as, uh, as, as I go through it, I also am struggling with the fact that I can only do so much, but Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, no matter how hard I work on it, it's gotta be, I gotta put God first in the raising of my children because he is the person I I can do everything as a parent, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, it's all doing stuff in my own strength, you know? Yeah. And I mean, even if you're trying to shield your kids from absolutely yeah. everything that you had to fight through and you had to work through as a kid or as a teenager, either two thing, one of two things is going to happen. One, you're not going to be able to do it because there's so many things that yeah. you have to try to protect them from or two you do end up protecting them from say you do protect them from everything. They're then not equipped to handle how, how to navigate that kind of stuff on their own once they move out. And that's, I mean, as a parent, that's totally your, your end goal is how to set them up for success outside of your care when they go to go off to college or go off to whatever they want to do after schooling is how do I set them? How do I set them up for success without me? Yeah. <clears throat> For me, it was it was what introduced me to a lot of that stuff was friends. Mm-hmm. And what's worse is they were church friends. Yeah. So it's like the 
you can be as um, proactive as possible. Mm-hmm. And then you're just like, you send them to church and then <laughs> the church kids are the problem. Yeah. Cause their know. parent, their parents are trying to do the same thing. They're like, exactly. my kid's awful. He needs to go to church. And then you've got all these awful kids that are at church. Cause their parents think it's helping them, but um, it's just a bunch of hormonal kids. doing stupid of, stuff. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, it's just opening. Anything is just, it's just opening the door for conversation with your kids and, um, and being willing to listen to your kids' struggles without judgment. Yeah, I think that's a big thing. It's hard too because it's like it, it's even if it doesn't, even if if you're not intending to be judge judgmental per se, it it's it's hard. It's probably got to be hard to listen to your kids' struggles because it's it's probably breaking your heart. Right, and it may come across to your kids as judgmental. But when you're like you're like this breaks my heart that you're going through this and. It's just how you, how, what you're communicating and yeah. Yeah. That's like podcasting a couple of years when I hit teenage kids. I'm like, I don't know what to do with these. Yeah. And I go to the Bible verse where it's like these, these kids that you gave me, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. What do we do with these? Kids? Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's it's tough. That's the uh, the challenge of trying to raise spiritually strong kids in a world that is diabolically opposed to you. Somehow we dad. Somehow we parent. Somehow. Oh no, it's it's rough. But yeah, there's a lot of uh, like I don't want to use God as a cop out and say God you take care of this, but there's a lot of it that you kind of have to like, God, how do I do this? Because you're going to fail so many times. Yeah. I mean, Kate and I talk about this all the time about how like God equips us for the season that we're in and gives us knowledge for the season that we're in. And if he were to give it to us, prior to that season, we wouldn't know how to handle it. We wouldn't know how to process it. And we would kind of toss it to the side because it's not pertinent to us right now. And if God told us, you know, years back, the things that he would be telling us now, like we'd be so overwhelmed and like, wouldn't know how to process it. And even I think, uh, TJ, I think Emily and I were talking about that the other day when, (laughs) uh, when Thea, split her chin open. <laughs> yeah. I, I messaged her and I was like, I don't know how, like, how do you, like, how do you navigate your kid getting hurt and like, how like blood spouring out and like all that stuff. Like, I feel like I like my heart would just be broken. And, um, she said pretty much the exact same thing was like, God just gives you the knowledge of how to handle stuff in the moment. When, when you're reliant on him and you kind of have that open communication with him, he gives you, the information you need and the knowledge you need in the moment and in the season that you need. And um super thankful for that. And yeah. She's superwoman. I could definitely expand on that because I think I have some good stories on it, but but I digress. I definitely You're already <laughs> past your bedtime. I'm way past my bedtime. But I agree. Yeah, I almost, think that almost eleven there. Yeah. I think God ordains I you know I think I think just like with just even with like meeting people like I have like a weird story for you guys. Like I, I, I met this guy and it, it goes into like God ordains things 
way before we ever like even before we understood like why we met a certain person or like why we yeah. had that interaction, you know. And I and I this funny story like I met this guy on a I, and I say guy, he was the same age as I was. We were like twelve or thirteen, and we met on this Beyblade for like twenty years ago. <laughs> Literally, it's like twenty years ago this year. Beyblade and, subreddit. Yeah, dude. It was it was called <laughs> Off the Chain. It was like a Beyblade forum before they even had that's, social media and stuff. That's a sick name. That's a yeah, sick dude. Name for so, so we were like super into this stuff. And you know, I met this guy, his name's Clay. Uh shout out Clay if you're listening. But um, yeah, dude, I met I, I met this guy on this forum. We were the same age. We both had been homeschooled. I think I was in school at that point. Um, maybe I was still homeschooled. I can't remember, but we were both were like homeschooled. It was just really cool. Like why I met this guy. But anyways, um, we reconnected, um, like a couple weeks ago, like maybe like two months ago. And, um, he found me on Facebook and like, it was so funny. Cause I was like, Oh God, like, I know that after we lost connection, like he went to Bible school and stuff like that. And I, I'm like, I'm like, all right, well, you know, I, 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 I know how some people feel about this whole blurry creatures thing and some of the, some of the Bible topics that I'm interested in and some of the research and whatnot. Like I just know how formally trained Christians think of me in some, in some aspects. Um, shout out Ethan. And, uh, you know, so I, I, I was, I was a little bit nervous to add him on Facebook. Right. And so I added him and like the first message I got from him, he goes, so you're blurry too, huh? And I was like, no way. Well, anyways, my whole point is that, like, you know, we we've been reading this book together. It's called Un- Unoffendable, and um, and dude, I saw your Instagram post. I was dude, like, damn, it's it's so good. Like, it it's it's exactly what I needed in this time. And I'm just like, I, I talked to him today for like an hour on my lunch break, and I'm just like, I was laughing. I was like, Clay, we literally met over Beyblade. Like, you know. It, God, God had us meet all these years ago. We never understood it. We lost touch. And now here, like here you are discipling me. You're, you're like an answer to prayer because I'm like, I need somebody to disciple me in, in, in these areas. And one of those areas was offense and anger. And it was like, he didn't know that. I never told him that. He's like, dude, I got this book. Like, I want to read this book with you. And here we are. So I think it's so cool. You know, I, I, to go back on your point, Garrett, I think it's like, I think it's so cool how God uses things like who, yeah, who would have known that, you know, I would have connected somebody at, connected with somebody at 12 years old over a stupid toy that would turn mm-hmm. into a relationship where like, we're both discipling each other in Christ and, you know, moving closer to Christ. It's just, it's a beautiful thing. So I, I, I think you're so right on that. Like if, if we, if we, if we were able to see the future, it wouldn't really make sense to where we're at now have to in every moment we just have to trust god like in our friendships and in who he brought into our lives and like i feel the same way about you guys like we met on a video game platform you know and here (laughs) we are talking about christ and parenthood and so i think it's like you when you think of those things if god would show you and be like oh yeah i'm gonna send you to the warzone moron so that after that you guys could do a podcast even when most of you aren't even in that discord anymore and like here's how it's gonna roll you know and i think it's like so often we seek the future. We seek what's going to happen. And TJ said before the podcast rolled, like something about his pastor's wife said, it's, it's about, you know, it's really about what we're doing in the moment and, and, and how we're living in the moment and just trusting that God's like got everything else, our past and our future yeah. under control yeah. and not getting like, 
you know, that, so bogged down in preps for the future that exactly. you're missing all the opportunities in the now. Exactly. Yeah. So who are you think yeah. about it? Like, who are you guys meeting now that you're connecting with? Like, you know, maybe yeah. it's, maybe it's, you know, in this situation, Clay's pouring into me because he's got, I don't know, six years of Bible college under his belt and just a, a vast amount of knowledge. And so it's just, it's, it's so cool. And I think about that. It's like, who am I meeting right now that I'm, I am called to pour into their life, you know, and yep. the same goes for you guys. Like, who are you guys meeting in your day? You know, and it's, yeah. it's, yeah. And I think it's like that with our kids too. You know, I, I think it's, we can't see the future, but all we can control is what we do with them now. And that's, that's mm-hmm. really helped me because before it was like, so hung up on like, I don't want my kids to turn out like this. And it's like, okay, but if I just focus on myself, I'm just playing video games myself. I'm just burying myself in work. Like, and not interacting with them and having a relationship with them, then it's, it's, you know, I can't expect, I don't know. Basically what I'm saying is like, we, we have to really get back to living in the moment, not in a way that's irresponsible, but living in the moment in a way that's like Christ yeah. called us to live in the moment. You know, if we're yeah. truly supposed to be Absolutely. childlike to inherit the kingdom, then we truly have to live in the moment like children do. And I <laughs> think that's, I think that's what makes not the best parent, not a perfect parent, but I think that's what gives us the best effort to be a solid parent. And I end up. Yeah. That. I really agree good. with that. That's really good. Yeah. I think the thing that <clears throat> I keep that keeps running through my mind when it comes to technology and everything that there is with that when it comes to parenting, um, is just the phrase, you know, what the enemy meant for evil, you turn around for good. And um that's just a that's a promise that we can cling on to that that Jesus says is um and that's just something I claim all the time when things aren't looking great or, you know, there's an uphill battle that we're facing. I'm like, man, you're somehow like the enemy meant this for evil, but you're going to turn this around for good. Yeah. Like, there's, there's good, in, there's good in this and I may not see it, but I, I cling to that, that hope and that yeah. promise that you're going to turn this around for good. And absolutely, um, it, it can, it can seem overwhelming and it can see, da- seem daunting to try to navigate parenting with technology and everything that comes along with it. But man, as long as we're, you know, relying on Christ and relying on um, what he's teaching us, like he's going to turn it around for good. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So with that, um, thank you guys so much for jumping on tonight. Gordo, we really did miss you. I'm really glad, really glad to see your face. Um, I love what you guys, what you have to say all the time. And same goes for, for the rest of you guys, you guys all, have really good stuff to say and I'm really thankful for you and really glad that you know as Gordon said we met playing a dumb video game well hey if you guys have any questions or topics you want us to talk about please reach out on Instagram or YouTube or email or you can our PO box is uh, thank you so much for listening. Please give us a five-star review on whatever platform you're listening on, whether that's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Amazon Music, Samsung Podcasts, Podcast, Podcast Indexed, Listen Notes, and RSS Community. Wherever you get your podcast, we are there. Until next time. I'm Gordo. Is that what I'm supposed Tyler. to say? Or bye. Bye. I'm TJ. <laughs> and I'm Garrett. Remember that being good enough isn't the goal. The goal is progress over perfection. Let's all try to be a little bit better this week than we were last week. You got this. Take care. Brush your hair. Love you. Bye.